0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 195 of the Mighty Whites podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by KC. Hello. How are you doing, mate?
1: Yeah, not, not bad. How are you?
0: Yeah, pretty good. Knackered, which probably comes across on a few people that watch the video version of this. But, yeah, I'm all right. I'm, uh, I'm doing better than, well, Jesse Marsh. <laughs> um, this, that's the main thing that I wanted to start with, really, before we even talk about the Villa game. This week, I think, is absolutely huge for Jesse Marsh's future as head coach of Leeds United. Well,
1: no, I mean, if the, you know, if it goes well, I think we, you know, can put together a bit of a cup run and sort of move away from from the relegation zone. If it goes badly, he'll be preparing to managers in the Championship.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll just. I, normally i would say something like this for the end but i'm just gonna say it now like at the end of the villa game and throughout the villa game there were audible marsh out chants which we haven't really heard i've any-
1: really liked uh graham smith's description of uh the reception being the wrong side of mixed
0: yeah the wrong side of mixed i think is a a fair way to describe it um based on what we saw and the uh it's a very polite way of doing it as well. But when I just don't, as much as he seems like a nice enough, like he seems like a nice guy and he talks well and everything, he just he just doesn't seem to connect with the fans in any way. And that's fine when it's going well. But when it's not going well, it, it gives you a lot less rope like the
1: I don't know what you mean it's going well it's not going well Jack this is the best performance under Jesse Marsh this is the most complete performance that we've put in since he's been here I actually forgot he said
0: that I actually forgot he said that yeah he
1: uh, also it... he also said he would take more defeats if it meant playing like that
0: yeah um and then, he, di- he
1: did then, I think he sort of corrected himself in the press conference today by saying um, that sometimes I have to, you know, along the lines of, I have to remember it's a results industry.
0: Yeah, I believe the phrase was, I hate being so results based.
1: Yeah, that's it. Uh,
0: yeah, I've Is got it. For me, for me, we need another complete performance. We need conviction and we need a win. I hate being results based, but that's where we are.
1: Literally, I, is that not where every professional football team is?
0: Just about. There are a cut. There are very rare exceptions. Like, don't get me wrong. As a coach, I actually don't think that it's wrong to want to focus on performances first, because if you get the performances right, the results will follow. That is that is a thing. But the only time where you can sort of just be. Honest and just say, no, this is about performances and I aren't really bothered that we lost. It's in a very rare set of circumstances. Like the end, and take your shot, the end of Bielsa's first season, when we were like floating around mid-table and it was the back end of the season. As it goes, we had a really good run of form. But if we'd have played well in those games and lost, there was nothing really at stake and you'd have gone, oh, well, that's fine. You know, I can see why we're going with this. You can't do that when you're two points above the bottom of the league. You just have to get results. And as much as the Villa game in isolation was very unlucky, it was the same mistakes, the same problems in transition, the same just defensive lapses. I don't see how we can stand there in front of the microphone and say, that was our most complete performance. When we've conceded two really poor goals and when, like, the Chelsea game exists. Yeah,
1: like, it's, uh, <laughs> we have beaten Liverpool and Chelsea this season. Now, th- there is an argument that we were lucky to come away with all three points against Liverpool. You couldn't say that about Chelsea.
0: No, like, as much as we lost it, the Arsenal game was a better performance. Yeah. A much more complete performance. And he hasn't... Uh, now, this is one of them that's only going to affect 1% of the fan base. But have you read that article?
1: I haven't read it yet. So I have it open and ready to go.
0: Oh, so, well, I mean, I will. Feel free to know, spoil. I me. think it's fair to plug it. Uh, Meg Swanick is an American football writer by the looks of it, covers mainly women's football. But she went to uh, the United Soccer Coaches Convention in Philadelphia in, in December. And Jesse Marsh was one of the speakers there talking about you know, what it's like taking other from Bielsa and things like that. And basically, the more you, she has written it from the perspective of someone who is, it, it, I think she's coming at it trying to be sympathetic towards Jesse Marsh. And like admits, you know, like she's not, this isn't like an unconscious bias thing. She's saying, oh, this is a thing that I wanted to talk about. But she said, I'm not convinced by Marsh myself. But I expect the ca- I can accept the caveats of some of his most dogged defenders. And I recoil a bit at the tenor of some of the critiques. Because Jesse Marsh does get some stick purely for being American. Mm. Which isn't fair. But he also gets a lot of stick for really good reasons. And the more you read this article, and Meg retelling the sort of things he was talking about, the more that you just find yourself going... I'm not sure this bloke has any clue what he's talking about. Mm. It's all, oh, the stress reduction and be braver. And we need to do the tactically necessary. Um, But none of it is right. Here are tactical things that we can do to improve. Mm. None of it's about football. All of it is about middle management stuff. Oh, we need to do the best to get the best out of our team. Well, yeah. How are you gonna do that? By doing our best and trying hard and really working well. Okay, but how? No, we no, that's that is how. Like,
1: like one of one of my big issues with, with us defensively is the at the moment is I can't fault the effort that goes in to pressing the ball. But there is a lot of wasted motion in the way we press the ball. And and I'm still yet to see this season an answer to the amount of times, especially from set pieces, if we had a set piece out, three players go to press the ball, and then they put a cross to the back post where it's suddenly two or three against one. Hmm. Like, how do you fix that? Yeah, Tell me how you fix that.
0: Because it isn't just be braver... The, you, there's, te- like, there's a bit here where um, this is a quote from Marsh this is more leadership than it is even football, it's your idea of how to implement a winning environment a high performance environment that's about maximising the potential of everything that happens and that's what I think I've become more of an expert than anything else, of course I have my tactical system and I have my leadership but for me it's about being an expert in managing high performance environments and what and, and what that means every day all right, Jay Comfrey, calm the fuck down, will you?
1: Like, it's, it's I am aware... We've gone, we've gone from a philosopher to this.
0: I am aware, right, and I want to make it's clear, that if we were seventh in the league, I'd probably be sat there nodding about what a fucking genius he is because I'm a football fan and I'm fickle. But I'm sorry, that just doesn't fucking mean anything. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: Like, what is this high performance th- that you're managing? Because if it's fa- it's literally failing, like it, if uh, you know, we, we will never know what his 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 target will have been. I would like to think lower mid table. Yeah, let's say 14th, and and I suppose technically we are there, but we're also two points off bottom of the league. Yeah. Like that's that to me isn't I, managing a high perform you yeah. know a high performance team or anything like that. It's the, the there seems to be a lot of, like yeah, it's just middle manager speak, but ultimately when prove when something is being proven to not work, there is no change. And it's the issue I had with Bielsa it's well, we've just got to do it better. And, like, right. I I have no doubt that they are trying their hardest. It's one of the things that really yeah. annoys me is when people say, oh, you can't, you can't criticise the team. They're working really hard. I'm like, right, but you can work really hard and still get relegated. I'm yeah. like, I, I, in my life, am a very big fan of the phrase work smarter, not harder. Yeah. <laughs> and it shows in my physique. But... I just, there is, again, work smarter. Have designated areas where certain players press the ball as opposed to corner is headed clear. Adams, Aronson and Cooper have all chased it out and are all now wildly out of position. Mm.
0: Maybe just have the nearest one. Yeah, it's just some of the stuff in it. Because there's there's a lot of stuff is he talking like about that. managing
1: willy nonso at this point
0: uh no He's high, high thi- performance. there is a thing that i wanted to bring up actually that is the last thing i will bring up by the way i i've I i've linked this article on our twitter and you should read it because it is very a lot of it i don't like but it's not because it isn't written well it's because of the bloke she's quoting <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's, it's 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 a very well written article but um yeah talking about recruitment the character is as important as anything else in bringing the right players to the club. Fair enough, I'm all right with that. You can't bring in arseholes. Fine. He said, He first relied on players he knew personally, Tyler Adams, Brendan and Rasmus Christensen, and then recruited players whom he knew people could vouch for. Okay, that's a bit limited, but all right, whatever. And then, in the article, Somewhat hilariously, when asked what questions he uses to assess players when meeting them, his first response was he's a big believer in birth order, and gets to know that about a player. Now, birth order is like the philosophy that your your personality is basically defined by whether you're a firstborn or middle child or the eldest or now that that does have an effect, I'm sure. Like, you know, if you're if you're in a big family, you're probably going to be louder and stuff to try and be heard. And... But like that is not a way of assessing whether someone's going to be a good fit that is just like one tiny thing out of everything. And it made me think of that video when Willie Nonto arrived at Leeds and it showed him arriving, he walked into the manager's office and Jesse Marsh shook his hand and pretty much the first words out of his mouth were, have you got any brothers and sisters? And at the time, I just thought, oh, he's just making conversation with this new player. And now I realise that was one of his key fucking questions about whether Willie Nonto should be in the team or not.
1: That's the start of the big five questions.
0: Yeah. Like, I was just amazed. Like what size garden did
1: you have when you were a child? <laughs> what was that? Got? Just just go with me. Just go with me on this one. Uh it, there's, there's there's something to be said. Uh, like getting to know that sort of thing in terms of man management, I, I mm-hmm. think there is there is something to there there are some who choose there are some managers who choose not to get close to players. There are others who choose to get to know absolutely everything about their players, and I, and I think there is validity in both sets. You know, both sets well, of belief. I mean, we we have
0: seen we've seen loads of managers throughout time that have been close to the players and done well, and we've seen loads of managers that weren't close to the players at all and have done well.
1: Yeah, um, right.
0: <laughs> but
1: yeah, it doesn't. It wouldn't be my first priority to find these things out when when Willie Nonto is arriving, it's, it would be, you know, it would be a tactical discussion. It would be discussing how, how he sees himself fitting into this team. Or, you know, what do, <laughs> Willie, what do we do with Joe Gelhart? Well, I suppose you've got to give him at least five minutes every week. Good thinking. Good thinking, Willie. Good thinking.
0: Yeah.
1: But now blaming Willie Nonto for Joe Gelhart's lack of progression this season. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it seems it seems an odd thing to, to, to bring up at like I've always wanted to go to the, the coaches convention that it just never sort of worked out for me. I think it was always before I went out to it was always in the period when I was back from the US. Yeah. Um but yeah, if you're a Leeds family and you sat in there, you must have been thinking like but was was it Wyoming that was the the bleeds was the most supported team in Wyoming, based on yeah. Google searches. So if you're, a, you know, a youth coach from Wyoming, and you're out there thinking, "I can't wait to see Jesse, man. Can't wait." Like, what?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He also. What the hell was another, that? Another thing that pissed a lot of people off was that he did seem to be. I didn't get as mad at this as a lot of people did. But he was talking about how the staff now is very open. I don't believe in hierarchy. I've tried to knock all of that crap out. When I stepped foot into this office, you know, the English way is to call you gaffer or sir and knock on your door. There were senior staff members that have never been in the coach's office here in three and a half years. So I needed to knock all of that out and start to have real discussions so that we can have real input as to what's important to the development that we're trying to create. Which is a little bit of a dig. Hmm. I wasn't actually that annoyed by that. They they have different philosophies about that. That's fine. Calling it crap when it's been the most successful anyone's been for a while <laughs> since two thousand and two. You know, is a bit is pushing it a little bit.
1: Uh, Calling it crap when you yourself are doing crap.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like real input as to what's important to the development. Well we're not really seeing any development. We were seeing development before. So it's a bit of a tricky one, but yeah, I would advise you to read all of it. There's a lot of it that I haven't got into there. Um, and it was, it's very much uh, the, the blog itself that makes one. does. is called the Swan dive. So I think if you Google it like that, you'll be able to get to it or it's on our Twitter. Um. So, yeah.
1: I'll see, I'll see what she did there with the name, by the way.
0: Yeah. Patience patience is very much running thin, I think Uh, And before we talk about the Villa game Which we'll get into a bit more Because this is sort of bigger than Villa itself Because Villa in isolation was actually quite a good performance (laughs) I've got basically two questions This week I think that just due to turnaround time He makes it to Brentford no matter what if we went out to Cardiff and don't beat Brentford, do you think he goes? And I'm not saying think... lose to Brentford, I'm saying if we I'm saying don't beat and go out to Cardiff.
1: You have to you have to beat Cardiff, don't you? Because, because yeah. realistically looking at looking at the league, losing to Brentford's not, not what's going to define our season. They're a good team this year. Um, it's got to be better than it was away. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't see how it could be much worse, but I could you know, eat those words very shortly.
0: Um, but but... Um, What I would say is, by the way, we are talking about that about the Brentford game. Just to say, we're favourites for the Brentford game. We were big outsiders for the Villa game. Home, home advantage matters.
1: Um,
0: like, we're we, we matter to Leeds. No, but can you remember when I was going through this run of fixtures where everyone's talking about a winnable they are? And I was like, there's two games in this run where we're prop, there's like only two games in this where we, you could see, consider us strong favourites. The rest of them are either 50 50 or we're outsiders. Like, just, just looking out, Brentford have won four of their last five
1: and are 12 points ahead of us. We've got two draws and three defeats. Yeah. I'm, I'm not confident going into the game, is, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Uh, the other question, Ed, is if we like get past Cardiff, but not particularly impressively, and then get beat by Brentford, and particularly if it's a deserved defeat, I could see that being enough as well. Because I just think this is it, it's it's been a while. Be also sort of warped my perception a bit, but this is the normally when you hear what you heard in the away end at Villa, it only takes a week of bad results after that, and it's everyone. Like I remember, even though no one liked his football and everything and weren't keen on him, there was one week of a bit of anti Warnock, and the next week it was the entire stadium. And you just see it. I've seen it with loads of managers when we were in the championship where mm. one week there was a you know, a few thousand going at him and the next week it was out at everyone. And I just think if we don't put in a performance against Brentford, I think he could really be struggling. Uh, I don't know how true it is. Part of the story is definitely true. But uh, one of the writers for Marker, was saying that we are we are active. He was basically saying that Leeds have a shortlist to replace Marsh, which I'm sure we do. Every club should have that. But there was one saying that like we are actively looking at getting rid. I mean,
1: you, you, you've got to think when a team is playing like we are at the moment, that they've been in the position that we are, that yeah, you've got to be prepared for this at this point. Mm. Um, Like quite who you get, I don't know whether... Well, we won't even go into the conversation. Nah, it's no point. Who you get right now. But yeah, you've got to... You'd be worried if they weren't prepared for this at this point. Yeah.
0: There's still this like this is the last thing before I go to the thing that says on the notes. First things first, Aston Villa too little. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's one thing that he keeps doing that's really winding me up, and it's when he keeps saying, "Oh, you know, all we need to do is we just need to get these tactics working. They're nearly there. We just need, like, saying once they can really adapt to these tactics." then we'll see. Was it February that he got the job? Yes. Yeah. It's basically been a year. That is that is not a thing. You can't be saying, oh, they just need time to adapt to the tactics. These are not that complicated tactics. I've heard like
1: to think that a couple of the key players would know the system.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's brought in players that already know it, you're right. Mm. But the thing is that I got my job in February. And I've just had my yearly review and stuff. What do you think would have happened if I'd have been like, oh, well, you know, the, the people I'm working with just need time to adapt to what I'm doing. Like, they'd have been they'd be rightly fucking furious. And I just, this, I think, again, it's another one where we've been warped a bit by Bielsa. The fan base has been because we expect different now. But there's a lot of the players, the players, the players. I mean, he's not as much of an arsehole, but I can see why there are people calling him Jan Lampard Because there is a little bit, there's a lot of externalising blame. And there's a lot of times where he's probably right. Like, for instance, in the Villa game, if Pascal Strauch doesn't show the the, everyone knows he's left-footed, if he doesn't show Leon Bailey inside twice to have a shot, then we'd probably get at least a point out of that game. And that is an individual mistake, even mm. if even if the root cause is a system thing. Those two. Nah, no, specif-
1: it, it was Matt Rocker not thwying it into the top corner. Yeah.
0: Oh, we'll come on to that. But yeah, the um, I just I'm very much losing patience with him from talking to Leeds fans all over. Yeah, there's still some on Twitter, but in person, I haven't really met anyone that's still on board with him.
1: I did, see, I did see the discussion going. Well, look at look at what happened with Arsenal with Arteta and the trouble they were in. I was like, the
0: trouble they were in. They were eleventh. They were eleventh. They, and... they weren't going down. And if I remember rightly, I'm, I'm going to say the underlying numbers weren't were pretty good. But weirdly, ours are usually pretty good as well. It's just that we X, saw our soft... XG is quite quite good. Yeah, we're just sort of... um, It's that being so porous. And and we said this about Bielsa in the bit where it was going wrong as well. Because of the way we do it and the way the system's set up, when we give up a chance, it's a massive one. So, yeah, we come out of it thinking, they only had four shots and they scored twice. But how many times is that shot a wide-open chance 10 yards out?
1: Uh, it's... Um, yeah. What is it? it's just frustrating the, the the amount of times it's happening over and over it's um it's beginning to become unsustainable yeah at some point at some at some point you've probably got to stop them score, stop them being able to create those chances
0: yeah well as I, I will flash it on the screen because this is how my how the notes start first things first aston villa 2 leads 1 24 minutes in Um, you brought it up. Uh, Leeds go one nil down after what was it about three minutes from our corner. From our corner, the corner comes in, it's a good ball. In it's a slightly awkward height for Mark Rocker, who I think tries to throw a fire at it and misses it. Now, I have been I read all over Twitter that this goal is Mark Rocker's fault. You know, if you miss a ball 97 yards from your own goal, (laughs) that, that that that. I mean, whether he should do better or not, even if it was the simplest chance in the world, conceding the goal is not your fault if you're 95 yards from goal. Like, that's not how it works. But they break. Leeds have a 3v2 advantage. And just, I mean, I think Villa's team is quicker than ours, but it just seemed like they were more willing runners as much as out. They all went, and Leeds didn't really, and suddenly they had a numbers advantage. Breaking through the middle with a... I keep wanting to call him Diamanti Camara. <laughs> I keep doing that. Boobakar Bu, uh plays it out to Leon Bailey. And this is the bit where it's not system, it's individual. stroke doesn't get tight to him and he shows him inside onto his strong foot. And it's an excellent finish. Uh, it's It's a really soft goal to concede.
1: It's just quite, I'm, I'm literally just watching it again now. The, the first thing I notice when I watch it is that you've got Cooper and Stroud on the edge of the area, who, when the ball goes in, and I'm assuming it's because it goes towards Rocker, who is sort of closer to the front post and is, what, eight to 10 yards from goal. Those two just start running back,
0: mm.
1: which which is an odd move, but sure. But I just kind of assume that we've got two people back to to cover for that.
0: Right. As as you have it up, as you have it up, when the ball breaks to them on the edge, hmm. is there anyone within like four yards of the ball? Uh there's
1: <laughs> Yeah. So you get like Tyler Adams goes to close it down and two would well Someone else goes to close it down, and then there's someone within about a couple of yards. Because I I still just
0: think, yeah, it's two minutes in. Just grab him. Yeah, it's... um... You get five subs now, you can take an early Ella. I just looked at him,
1: and then when it cuts to them, sort of the long balls played out from about the edge of the area. And then Stroud and Cooper, who have gone forward for this corner, are also our two deepest players. Hmm. Who the hell was back? Yeah, like what? What is this tactic we were doing?
0: No, it's it, and like, the no thing is back, that Brendan
1: Aronson seems to be trying to go out of his way to run further to get there. Which the one, the one thing I'll sort of let Strouk off for is that when Aronson's going across, he's then facing two men running down the middle, and Bailey on the outside. So, we can't really commit too much either way. Hmm. Now, once the ball goes to Bailey, he, he absolutely should get there quicker. Hmm. But t- two minutes in, uh, I'm try- genuinely trying to figure out what we were doing.
0: And the thing with the conceding the goal from our own corner, this is not a new issue. Um, if you remember the fourth 3 win against Bournemouth, they got in behind twice, I think, from our own corners. There was one where Somerville made a great last-ditch tackle and then melier had to run out and clear it 30 yards out. And that was from a set-piece. Going all the way back to the pre-season games in Australia, this happened in all the games. We are pushing everyone forward, and if they got the ball from a break, that was it. They were just away. Mm. And, again, it's been... If something was an issue in you know, game two and three of pre-season. It shouldn't still be an issue in January. Like, the, you have to mitigate for things like this. And we just... I've said before for years, and it's been the case under multiple managers, leads don't learn lessons. And we just... It just seems to be as much the case now as ever.
1: Yeah. I just... <laughs> I don't know how many times you can speak about conceding yeah. these goals. There, we yeah. had a corner and there was a man free at the back post. Yeah, <laughs> <is that> like
0: <laughs> why? Basic setup stuff. Now the weird thing is, of course, that in, if we're just looking at this game in isolation, first half, other than that, we were pretty good. What we got one disallowed that was offside and only just. Uh, Emmy Martinez made a wonder save from Harrison. There were big penalty shouts on both Rodrigo and Nonto. And I've watched them back now. And I think that they're both penalties. And the Nonto one, because it's at a corner, there is a slightly different threshold. Mm. You do get away with shit at a corner. But the Rodrigo one, we've taken a clever free kick and he's through on goal. And he just pulls him back. That's
1: the one as I've watched it back as well, and I don't think I don't think either one of us really made much of it at the time.
0: Well, I mean, I remember saying that's a penalty. He's never going to overturn it, mm. but that's a penalty.
1: Um, but yeah, as he's obviously as he's played through. It's um, Douglas Louise, isn't it? I think just gets puts an arm around him, keeps hold of him for a good couple of seconds. Rodrigo goes down. And goes into, uh, into Martinez, and it's a free kick for a foul on Martinez. And there doesn't yeah. seem to be the question as to well, why is Rodrigo on the, why is Rodrigo diving headfirst into this goalkeeper exactly, you know, with this bizarre tackling style. Like yeah, I, it, I just I, I watched it and just thought, no, he's
0: all over him, the whole time. Yeah, but we just, you know, we we didn't take the chances that we perhaps should have and we got a bit unlucky. Second half, thought Leeds were still the better side pretty much the whole way through. Um, you know, Emmy Martin has made a really good save to the nine when he tried to curl it at that corner. And we really are getting on top and then ball out to Leon Bailey on the wing. For once... He didn't it wasn't actually like 10 yards of space for starting position was fine it is a good piece of skill but once again let him inside onto his strong foot way too easily good shot because he's a good player Melier makes a save this way too, there's a lot of power on it so I'm not so I think the fact that he palmed it back into the middle is just unfortunate really and wendy heads in the rebound you would 20. if you were being hypercritical you might say maybe melie can get a bit more on it and get it away a bit further. But I think that would be being very, very, very harsh.
1: I think as he hits it as well, you've probably got Cooper, who's charging down the shot and Wendy are both pretty much in front of you while this is happening. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how good a sight of it he gets. Um, But yeah, Wendy is in acres of space as well. It's right. I think it's Robin Cock that's playing him on. Mm. Um. And I don't, I don't think I particularly thought that Robin Cock was like too deep or anything like that, but they're just so flat-footed that when that save's made, yeah, I can see why they might think Wendy is offside. But
0: I must admit, in re- in real time when I first saw it, I thought it was offside mm. as well until I saw the replay. But I think I might have just had lead sizing
1: in. But as, he, as you look at it, when... Mellier makes a save. Robin Cock is it, just facing Villa's goal. You know, he's, he's not in any position to react to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's.
0: I think he's far enough away that he wouldn't get there anyway. But, yeah. the. But once again, that just puts us in a position where we've actually played okay, but yet again, we've conceded two goals. Neither of them was such like both of them, at least partially. The first one, mostly, the second one, Pat, at least partially, as a result of his own poor defensive choices. Uh, um, it's just frustrating. Leeds do get one back. Um, excellent play from Nonto, who was our best player again. Um, Gary Neville trying his best to sell him to Man City on commentary, uh, because.
1: I don't think we're going to need help with that. Sure. No,
0: I think I think that that might be the first time Neville's actually seen him for ninety minutes, like in the flesh, because we've yeah. seen him have games like this, and he, but he was really amazing. But yeah, uh, Beach Young gets into the box, beats Morgan Sanson. great pull back to Bamford, Bamford finishes well. Uh, Gelhart technically got the assist because uh, the pass to him got a <laughs> slight brush off his foot, uh, which was very unfair on the uh, non so 2 1. First thing to talk about with this, I suppose. It's nice to have Bamford back. Yeah, it's good having a
1: striker, isn't it? Yeah. Like an out and out striker.
0: Yeah, he was um he had to be honest, all round game, he didn't seem to be really at it, but you don't really expect him to be either at this stage. He's just back. But he gets the goal. And the annoying thing for me in this, and something that really wound me up watching it is that was eight of so it was basically 10 minutes left and i thought the 10 minutes after we went 2-1 it was the worst we played in the entire game
1: oh we could not string any passes together once we'd scored there no. was just no we struggled to get it to to Nonto which is you know I we tactic. The, we've switched to the left hand side and just gone instead of giving it to Rafinha, give it to, to Nons. I hope it'll be okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
0: it's just are you saying that Leeds' tactic at the minute is to try and create some space so they can make way for Willie?
1: said make way for
0: Willie. <laughs> um, I didn't do I mean, one at the start it, of the podcast,
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean. For our goal, Ashley Young did his best to make way for it. <laughs> he just seemed to dive yeah. out of his way.
0: Yeah, he um he tried to use his experience to win a free kick. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> he made it quite obvious <laughs> that's what he was trying to do. <laughs> oh, it's over the back of me. What do
1: I do? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, we just we couldn't create anything, and then there was the hope in stoppage time and and, and I think and again, we we I think we can rightly complain that there wasn't. There was a lot of time wasting. There was a couple of yellow cards this time, yeah. But um, again, you look at how long the ball was in play for in soccer. So there, there has been that um, that's been something about how much time wasting has has taken place in Leeds games, and and then you look at our results and you think like, well. I don't think you'd really accuse us of being the time wasters here. Yeah, there's been have some you games. Se- have you seen how shit we are? Yeah, there's been some games
0: where we have. Newcastle, absolutely it was us. Yeah. But... <laughs> um, Back end of Liverpool, I'm sure we did loads. I don't really remember it, but <laughs> I'm sure we did. Um, Yeah, we just... I was really disappointed with how we played after the goal because that was a... Even though there's not loads of time left, with the way, if we kept playing the way we've been playing, it was there to get an equalizer that game because they, admittedly, at that point did stop passing the ball out from back because that was one thing they were playing the ball out from the back to Mings and concert and we were pressing them and they looked so uncomfortable and just kept giving us the ball, but we didn't take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, at this point. Can we take anything out of the fact that it was uh, overall a good performance and we probably deserve to win the game?
1: I, I suppose after the last few games, it is technically our best performance. Like, what when was the last good performance? before that? Uh,
0: Yeah. yeah. Poor
1: performance at Cardiff, Newcastle... You know, you can't say it was a good defensive performance. Man City. Yeah.
0: I mean, we were we were if all that like, we were
1: like against so, West
0: Ham. We it, it wasn't that good.
1: It's probably eighty minutes against Spurs, but there's also the ten in which we gave up two goals in the lead.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: You know, we like,
0: yeah, and then the like, and then it's the. Last 20 minutes against Bournemouth. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was
1: going to as, as a complete performance, it might be Arsenal because, like, Liverpool's on there. And again, we, we've played all right, but we were under pressure for a lot of it. Fulham was poor. Leicester was poor. So it's probably Arsenal. Yeah. Which is also concerning
0: because that was in October. Yeah, Um, Obviously, you mentioned Marsh's line about this being the most complete performance, which was bollocks, but he also said that it doesn't feel like we're in a relegation battle, which you know, it's a good job we're not in a relegation battle really, because otherwise two wins in 17 and two two points above the bottom of the league would be worrying But it's nice to know that we're not in a relegation battle, so we don't need to worry about that We've got that Um, game in hand haven't we? Yeah we've, yeah, we've got. Yeah, I've got that game in hand, so it'll be fine. Um, tomorrow night, FA Cup replay, Cardiff, Ellen Road. Um, much it'd like be, the last one, it'd be really better win. Uh, Ca- Cardiff have sacked Mark Hudson since we played them, so we uh, out. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am not sure who they have in like caretaker charge. Um, they, the current rumor, I believe, is that they are trying to tempt Warnock out of retirement. Uh, but I'm get, there's a few options about. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who we're gonna get. We we saw their stat. They, you know, they've been poor this season all the way through. They have some good players, but it's not particularly well. It sounds like they're probably going to pick a slightly stronger team than they did in the first game. And it sounds like we're probably going to do the same. Mm. Um, Do you think. Like, uh, JB played. Oh, I didn't even mention it. The under 21s got beat 2 1 by West Brom last night. I believe that Leeds went down to 10 men. I haven't seen a single second of it. I haven't even seen the highlights because I've been at work and stuff. So I just haven't had a chance. Uh, So there's no point talking about it. But I do. I believe that JB played like a full 90 minutes. Uh, I think Drama played, um, Matteo Joseph played, Sonny Perkins played, um, and Klassen was in goal. So, although some of them might be in the squad, you can rule them out of potentially starting. I think. Uh, what sort of team do you reckon we'll have out for this?
1: I have said we're, we're, we're gonna put out a a strong team.
0: Yeah. Oh, and uh, I mean, you know this, but just to mention it, Lutter is not available because he wasn't available for the first game, so he isn't eligible for this one either.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I think I think we'll keep it strong. Um, could see. So that'd be Robles in goal. Yeah. I think Christensen, Urente, Strauch, because Cooper has a knock.
0: Oh yeah, um, yeah, he did. He did mention that in the press conference today, didn't he?
1: And it, it's either Verba or Furpo.
0: I would like it to be Verba.
1: Yeah, I think um,
0: that we. Uh, I, th- I think you need to get him in. Um, the other injury news was: F- sure Somerville and Archie Gray are all still out. And he said that Sinistera trained yesterday and could be in the squad.
1: Seems a bit fast as a turnaround. That seems
0: it seems quick to be back in the squad. If he is fit enough to be in the squad, I'd like him to be on the bench and try and give him, you know, like literally ten minutes, maybe.
1: Um, maybe like Robertson. Um, Roberts. Not Roberts. Tyler Roberts is Rob- coming back. Scott, so Robertson. he got um he got a brace at the weekend, didn't he? Tyler Roberts yeah. and doubled his tally for the season. Yeah. Um. Adams and I think Greenwood, probably the pairing.
0: I I would quite like us to just pick Adams and Rocker. Ooh, I don't think
1: that he's got... Rocker, Rocker three, uh, two games in a week though.
0: Take him off on the helmet like he normally does. By the way, did you see the thing? Uh, oh, I I don't know if I'll be able to find it, but I will try. Uh, there was a thing... Now, don't get me wrong. I aren't saying that like he has a great game every game or anything. But there was uh, yeah, yeah. It was oh good, it was Martin Riley. That makes it easy to find. Um like central and defensive midfielders progressive passing in the Premier League. Like passes attempted is like relatively middle of the pack. Mm. But the top three percentage for progressive passes in the Premier League were Kevin De Bruyne, Lucas Paqueta, and Mark Locker. And that is the thing that he does, and it's going very underreported. Like he hasn't been brilliant in every game, and he hasn't been as good as Adams. And you know that's fine, but he seems to be getting the brunt of a lot of the fans' criticism. And I think it's—I don't think it's deserved. It was deserved against Man City. It was abysmal, but <laughs> but like overall, I think he's doing a lot better than people are giving him credit for. But I have just
1: checked. It is a uh, Dean Whitehead who is in caretaker charge for carl Oh,
0: that that sounds like the sort of person that gets a win in
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: out out of but nowhere.
1: Blaster. Uh... Sorry, that's a strange one. Uh, you've ended his career with Huddersfield. Check. Yeah. Um, was also assistant manager at Besiktas.
0: Really. It's what it says on Wikipedia. <laughs> that yeah. seems really weird. Having uh, helped
1: Vale to win promotion at the end of the season, he moved to Turkey to coach alongside Adam Murray uh, with cha- with Champions Viziktas. He left the yeah. club when he- head coach Valerian Ishmael was sacked three months later.
0: Oh, right, that well, at least why. I can see. At least how that so. At least it was someone who was managing here. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, I would go Adams and Rocker, but you'd be Adam you think it'll be Adams and Greenwood.
1: Yeah, then most likely I'm thinking I think we go Aronson, Harrison and and non we should rest nonto. I
0: think I think we probably rest nonto and bring him on with half an hour left if we need to.
1: Yeah, I mean for me, Aronson on the right, Harrison on the left.
0: Gellhart Bamford? That's exactly what I was going to say. I would like us to be... It can still drop back into 4 3 one quite easily, but I'd quite like us to have close to a 4-2-4 and yeah. press high. Because I think, given the signing of uh, Ruther, which is how I believe it's supposed to be, rather than Rutter...
1: Um, he's uh, in Yorkshire now, isn't he? So
0: you keep, you keep thinking, looking at the way that we set up, that we if we want to get him in the team... You keep looking at it and thinking, right, current form, cartrop Rodrigo. Lutter, although he's young, that kind of price, you expect him to get into the side pretty quickly. is going to be back and Nonto's in great form. You want all four of them on the pitch, really. And Bamford, if he's fit, might displace one of them, if he can find form. Mm-hmm. But So I would quite like us to play Galhart up with Bamford, and start, start Bamford, and yeah, if he only plays 45 minutes, that's if that's where he is, that's fine. If he can play an hour, great. But I think that, I mean, a lot will depend on how fit he is, but I would quite like to see that.
1: Yeah. and Because I, 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 I do think, I mean, for me, yeah, Rock, uh, I, I feel like, I just feel we need some dynamism in the midfield and, and like it, you have enough if you've got Adams and, and Rocker there, but um Yeah, I'm trying to think the, the the other thing I could see is potentially if he wanted to go with a, a midfield three and played Verber in centre mid and, and Furpo started at left back.
0: Yeah, I could see that. If we if it's a four three three, especially. Yeah. I could see that with him probably being the deepest one. But we'll see, because it it looks like we're going to have a fairly strong team. And if it's a fairly strong team, even without Everything is, you know, pessimism in my head now. But we're at home. If we put our decent side, we should have enough. So I'm going to say Leeds win 3-1. I'm never backing us to have a clean sheet.
1: Yeah, who'd, who'd do something stupid like that? Um,
0: I, I, when you said it, I couldn't fucking believe it. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to go classic 2 1. 2 1, that's fair enough. And uh, not that we're in any way likely to win any of them, but have you had any idea for a bet?
1: Uh,
0: let's just looking now.
1: Uh, where's Shea Ojo? <laughs> <laughs> um i will go i'll go jack harrison score first at 13
0: to 2. is that all he is yeah Uh, i i will have a look at that after because there'll probably be a bigger price available somewhere and i'll put you down for that one um i was just having a look at what i think it's going to be and i'm going to go Relatively, oh my god! I was I was thinking about going for a simple one. I I know that we should win this and all of that, but I just keep looking at leads at three to ten and thinking, God, that's fucking short. <laughs> that's really short. Um, just because I think the price is too big, Cardiff to qualify five to one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god!
0: You know, like. I, I don't think we're one to nine for this mm. to qualify at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm not having that in a million years. Now we should <laughs> I'm 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 fine with us being strong favourites, but we're not one to nine. No way <laughs> we'll form wearing. Again, two wins in seventeen. <laughs> right. Um is there I mean we haven't really talked about Lutter being officially signed because we talked about him so much in the last one. Um, But it is nice that it's finally done. Hopefully we see... I I dare say we'll see him on Sunday, probably from the bench. Um, Yeah. And hopefully... I am... The more I've watched, the more I've got excited. But when the things that you watch are always the good bits. So we'll find out when we see him, I suppose. Um, Joe Gellhart. The only thing that we didn't talk about... Obviously, we both wanted him to play tomorrow... And it doesn't make any difference because he played at Cardiff, so he's already cut side, so it doesn't affect anything. He is pro- almost certainly going out on loan, by the sounds of it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's probably for the best. We've got Rutter in now, so he will obviously jump ahead in the pecking order. We've got uh, Joseph and Perkins. Should we need an extra player to go on the bench? So it doesn't really. I mean, he's not getting enough game time as it is. It's going to be even more of a struggle once you've got Rutter in, in, in an ideal world where if you've got Rutter, uh, Bamford and Rodrigo all yeah. fit and raring yeah. to go.
0: Yeah, uh, we don't know at this point where he's going, but half the Championship want him. It sounds like it's going to be somewhere up north because he obviously doesn't want to move particularly far. How, how are
1: Wigan doing?
0: Uh, that was talked about, but I don't believe they've got the money to pay mm. the amount of wages that we would want. Them. Even if we're not wanting someone to cover all of them, I don't think we can afford A dream it. Dream return. Yeah. Um, and I know Blackburn are in. Um, Hull you know what? It's as in well. Sean McGurk as well. Yeah. Hull, Hull are in. In fact, yeah, not the worst idea. Oh, and um, it isn't confirmed as of yet, but I believe Max Dean's going to McDonald's, which at first I just read and went, all oh, right, well that's enough. That's a that looks like a decent loan move, and then you reminded me that that's where Matt Jackson's gone, so it actually makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't surprise um, me if we see a couple more of them.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things that just you're not really thinking about it when someone goes, but yeah, you, you'd you trust Matt Jackson with a with a few of the twenty ones, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, um, especially the ones that aren't getting tons and tons of minutes, which Max Dean isn't. But, I think yeah. we said as well,
1: because I think, um, I can't remember, I think we mentioned it, I don't think it can be confirmed, but Shelder um, made his Rotherham debut, and by all accounts, had a fantastic start to, to life there.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I mean, B- Rotherham beat Blackburn 4-0, didn't they? Like, had a really good game. He was involved in a couple of the goals, by the sounds of it, and I did see tweets from Rotherham fans that were basically saying, Jesus, how have we managed to get this guy? So he must have had a he must have had a really good first game, but I'm not that shocked because I'm we've we've said before when we've seen Yelda play, he's looked pretty ready.
1: Mm.
0: So, yeah. but hopefully, he plays every week and by end of season, we're looking at him and thinking potentially first team player. Hopefully, but uh, that will do us for episode 195 of the uh, Mike White's podcast. We will be back, well, Thursday or Friday night. Probably. Probably. Because we we'll play again Sunday. <laughs> um and for that we'll and we will see what happens there because the mood going into that Brentford game is gonna be decided a lot by what happens tomorrow against Cardiff. Yeah. If 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 we don't get through this, it's gonna turn it's gonna turn seriously poisonous, I think. So we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh just a thing that I saw flash up on um on twitter you know the guy that you know the guy that uh kicked uh alan ramsdale yep did you see that the most shocking thing about that go on he's 35 years old oh for god's
1: sake like that, that scarf was really covering up some
0: yeah I was really, like, you know, no one should do that. But at least if it was, like, a really drunk 18 or 19-year-old who just lost his head, mm. you'd still get banned for life, and rightly so. But at least, like, oh, my God, it's just an... But for a 30, 35-year-old... Grow up. <laughs> yeah, like, um, But, yeah, that will do us for episode 195. I've been Jack. See you. Okay,
1: and Casey, have a good one.
0: In a bit.